What's going on, Trooper Kids? We got an awesome one here for you. It is the NFL show. This might be one of our best ones yet. I really love this one. I hope you guys do too. Thank you for your continued support, and let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is October 2nd. The NFL show has returned. We have some things to talk about. How are we doing today, good sir? Doing great, dude. Weekend pod. We don't do this often. No, we do not. We're recording this on a Friday, um, which actually worked out. I mean, I didn't end up doing any more notes, but for the listeners who listened <laughs> to the college show, I lost everything on Wednesday that wasn't. I thought I, I thought my note, like I keep the same Word document. And I thought I had it on autosave. Did not. Computer crashed. There yeah. goes all my week's worth of work. So we're just yeah, ripping it off the dome tonight. And then I went to the Thursday night game last night. And then just didn't do any prep. So we're just we're going what the eyeballs seen. We're as you texted me, we're goddamn professionals at this point of this stuff. We'll be fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll be totally fine. Be absolutely fine. I also learned a valuable lesson last night. Don't add bonus picks to the pick two special on Thursday nights because that James Robinson prop bet was. Mm. Yeah, I also might have a prop. I might be addicted to prop bets. I I, I do love <laughs> them for for games. I have found myself. It's a high risk reward situation because my adrenaline's definitely going harder. But so I might have a little bit of a problem there. But uh, I do love me a player prop bet right now. They're fun, and the thing for me is running back prop bets, especially like receiving yards. It's almost impossible for me to not take the over every time. It's like twenty four <laughs> yards, and I know a lot of times they don't hit. They're twenty four for a reason. I'm just like twenty four yards over, and I just <laughs> hammer it. They seem to hit more often for me, but I mean. Obviously, you get burned. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was 22 yards last night. I was like, fuck yeah, he's already hit that twice. He's got yeah. almost 100 yards in three games. Like, easy money. Boop. Nope. Exactly. He, I think he had one <laughs> target. He had negative one yards. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. But Jamar Man. Chase hit. That was a great prop bet. Was loving that. Um, That was some type of game. I did not love picking that game, but I... At the end of the day, I was like, the Bengals are the Bengals on prime time. Yes. This is insane. My biggest rationale, too, was like, it's impo- It's so hard to go winless during a football season. Jacksonville has a shot at it, but like, they're good enough to keep it close, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> exactly. I- I'm not ready to confidently bet on the, the Bengals to uh, cover a seven-and-a-half-point spread. I- I'm just not ready. I'm not there yet with the Bengals. I- I- you know, you- you're-, you're-, you're exciting this year, kind of, I will say, but I'm just not there with you yet. Biggest spread on favorite for the Bengals since 2017. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. I would never confidently lay them covering more than seven points. That seemed nope. insane, which proved right. I mean, Zach Taylor is also an idiot. Um, made hell of a g- good in-game adjustment. But uh, that last night proved that, you know, Zach Taylor, to me, is not the guy for the Bengals. Good team, good football team. Coach is going to hold them back. And for the Jaguars, the Urban Experiment is once again a terrific disaster. So those are what I took away. Um, question for you on if you know this, because I don't know the answer to this, but they, I was asked this at the game. Do away teams not bring, I know they don't bring like a full roster, but like the Jags looked like very thin on the bench. Like I counted like 40 guys in total that they brought to the game last on Thursday night. I may have been wrong because, you know, I'm counting from like the nosebleeds, but right. like that's still like it, w- it looks co- compared to the Bengals sideline guys dressed looked desperately thin. That's bizarre. I mean, I would think they would have dressed the full 53 and then, I mean, a couple practice guys on out, out there like in street clothes. But I don't know. Who knows what's going on down there in Jacksonville? <laughs> it's bad. It's 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 not good. Um, I think we start off. Let's talk some games. Let's start off with the team. We're going to start with your team right off the way. This is my favorite bet of the week. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I'm hoping that you'll either confirm this, lighten this to a, all right, I like it, but I don't love it, or I stay the fuck away from it. Your Washington football team versus the Atlanta Falcons. The line set at one. Washington has moved to the favorite. I thought they opened underdogs on this one. I'm pretty they sure did. they moved to the favorite. Okay, cool. Yep. I just want to make sure I wasn't losing my mind there. One and a half to spread over under 47 and a half. What the hell is going on with your Washington football team? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't really know. It's bizarre. The defense is just not uh, – they're not being exactly what they were last year. Now, it should be noted, the quarterbacks we beat last year all kind of sucked. Um, the best one was probably Big Ben. Um, so that is something to note. Um, but they're just not getting the pressure, really, that they were getting last year. The pressures are coming, but the sacks aren't really coming. Like, if you actually look at the numbers, the pressures are there. But they have, in, this, in the first three weeks, played not, you know, freakishly athletic quarterbacks, but mobile, young athletic quarterbacks um yeah. so i think this upcoming week the falcons we are playing a statue um so that that should maybe be kind of a, somewhat of a bounce back for our defense hopefully they have offensive line problems 
Um, now, obviously, me being a Washington football team fan and just kind of, you know, mostly my entire life has been misery in the experience of being a fan. I, I would not be surprised if somehow the clock is turned back seven years and Matt Bryant just goes out there and shreds. <laughs> um, so I am, I'm open to that possibility. Trust me. <laughs> However, my lean here, I think we cover this. I think we win this game. I, I I'm concerned about the season in general, just based off the start, based off how our defense is played. Um, the defense did suck last year, like through the first five games. So, I mean, maybe we will come to get it, get it together a little bit. You have to imagine Chase Young starts, you know, getting the sacks a little bit here. Um, so I like us covering here. I also like the over, um, but I, the cover, I, I feel pretty confident we're going to win this one. Um, but, you know, I, I always, as you know, a miserable fan. I'm open to a, just an embarrassment as well. <laughs> that seems fair. Um, I I love the Washington football team here, so did not really damper my my mood there. A um, couple reasons why I love them. You know, I think I think the line was set. The fact they opened underdogs, I think that's a complete overreaction to what these two teams are at present. Because you have Washington. Don't get me wrong. You know, the big question mark is that defense. It is looked rough. Um, yeah. but. They played the Bills, who have now got it going again. They played the Chargers, arguably a top-five team in the NFL. The Giants game wasn't great, but they always seem to play them close. Like, it's not good. The product isn't great. But, like, it feels like an overreaction to what you're playing this week and the matchups that present themselves this week in the Atlanta Falcons, who have no offensive line whatsoever. They have a quarterback who, as you mentioned, is a statue. They have virtually no offensive weapons. For whatever reason, they refuse to get Kyle Pitts really getting going in the games. Calvin Ridley's the only guy. You have a defense that can't manufacture pressure without blitzing, so they blitz at a pretty high rate. Um so that leaves some matchups for the Washington football team, who also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw today that Curtis Samuel Jr. is going to play in this game. So that's another weapon that you add to Tyler Harnicky. I'm not saying that a blowout isn't possible here by the Falcons, but like matchup-wise, it all seems to kind of come up roses, which also scares me a little bit for the Washington football team. But I'm just sitting here, and I just, I'm just i trying to find an angle outside of like just you know if the Washington football team be, is the Washington football team and they just get yeah. somehow murdered house here. Yep. To pick the Atlanta Falcons, I just can't find it. It's hard to pick. I agree. Um, you brought up Kyle Pitts. Um, I am hoping, praying that Ron and Jack Del Rio get John Bostic off the field at middle linebacker. Put Jamin in at this point. Jamin should not be getting fifty percent snaps. I know he hasn't. He hasn't flashed quite as much as we've been expecting, but he hasn't gotten the opportunities yet. And. John Bostic is, you know, he seems to really understand the defense, and apparently he's great at getting everyone into their position and great at knowing everyone's assignment. But apparently, as soon as the ball is snapped, that's when he's just it all everything that he's useful for it just goes away. And you know, when the ball is snapped, I need my players to be pretty good. So I'm hoping that we get Jamin in there because if Bostic is on Kyle Pitts, I mean, Kyle Pitts might have a little uh, uh, breakout game his rookie year. But if we get, you know, hopefully Jamin will be able to play. Um, and yeah, I, I just. <laughs> I think it's funny because, you know, I'm all into this game, but this game fucking sucks. Oh, it's terrible. There's, there's one other AFC game that we'll probably get to that's about just as shitty, but this is such an awful game. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Which the Thursday no one cares night, about it. We can move on. We can. The, uh, I was going to say the Thursday night game, that's how I went into the Thursday night game. Ended up being a very entertaining Thursday night game for what yeah, I thought it was. it was going to be going into it. Um, yeah, we can. I have one last point on the football team. More of a question if I may be a mis- Missing now, like, let me just put, I'm not being a wordsmith here at all. Does Tyler Heineke kind of feel like he's going to be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick? And not in the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick shows out and just, like, shreds a team for, like, four games and then kind of goes back to his normal self, but that he's sort of building that, like, I'm going to travel around to, like, eight different teams and just kind of play in the league forever type of, like, that's the personality that I feel like we're going to get with Tyler Heineke. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, he's shown that he can, you know, be a backup in the league. I don't, I think... I don't think he is a starter. Um, he, you know, he is just, he doesn't quite have the arm strength and all that, but I think he has made himself money and, you know, given himself a career for the next, you know, hopefully five to eight years. I mean, he is 28. He is a little older than people yeah. probably do realize. Um, so I, I, I hope so. Cause you know, I'm, I'm an ODU guy, you know, so I like Taylor. Um, so I, I hope he has gotten himself, you know, pretty much a career. Um, and I think he has, I think, yeah, I could see him just being a backup that just, you know, go, 
Cowboys from spot to spot. Flutters everywhere. And then every once in a while shows up on our TV on a Sunday randomly and goes off like one or two games. And then he showed he could fill in. Yeah. He could fill in. (laughs) And like his lows are pretty low. Like some of those turnovers he threw last game were just. But that's also Ryan Fitzpatrick. There are games where Ryan Fitzpatrick will be like, what is going on here? Then he has games where his ceiling. I don't think his ceiling is as high as Fitzmagic. Probably not. We've all been around when Fitzmagic is going and it is. It's a sight to behold. But he does feel like that player that has a pretty good high ceiling. Uh, he's normally like good. He shades of good to shades of like sort of bad, and then his terrible is terrible, which is sort of like he's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick light is where I'm getting on him. I'm not there yet, but that's sort of what yeah. I'm seeing every time I watch the football team. Play. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. <laughs> All right, let's move on. A game that probably nobody else cares about either, but we're going to move right into it because it's the next one on the board. Uh, Lions Bears. Mine line is set at three. Over under. 41 and a half. Matt Nagy's the dumbest head coach, I think, in the entire NFL. I don't know. Maybe you could challenge me on, like, one other guy, but this man's an idiot. I just read today, he's going to, it's a game-time decision whether he starts Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, or Nick Foles against the Lions. They had 47 total yards of offense last game. I know it's, like, it's a bit of hyperbole here, but I, honest to God, believe if you rolled out Alabama, they could get more than 47 yards of total offense. They ain't winning the game. They're not scoring. But 47 yards of offense in the NFL? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not against you on that. Um, obviously, they wouldn't win, but they, they maybe get more than 47 yards. I don't, I, I mean, maybe. Um, yeah, this is a terrible game. I, I, you know, I was looking at a different, another AFC game, but then you brought this up. This one's just about just as bad. The only thing that's okay about it, I guess, is that it's, you know, it's a division game. Um, but it's, it's a pretty awful game. The only thing I will say, I, I will give a tiny bit of credit for Matt Nagy here. A tiny bit. And this is going to blow your mind. But him not playing Justin Fields in the, early on, maybe he, he knew. Oh. <laughs> he knew he's not ready. Hey, remember when I, I meant to int- – this was going to be the intro. Remember when Justin Fields said the game was slowing down in preseason? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. Whoops. One passing yeah. yard last game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's poor. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Nagy, at least he was on to something there. I, I wanted to give him a small amount of credit. That's um, fair. Not, you know, because I'll be honest, I was like, play Justin Fields. What are we doing? Um, yeah, he may not be ready. Um, this game sucks. Um, this is one of those games, you know, how I do like to pick a dog about every week. I'm going to go with the Lions on the money line here because the, the Bears are a mess. And not that the Lions are well put together. No. But I, I'm going to take the Lions on the money line. And it's funny, are you getting 41? That's total. 41 and a half, yeah. Oh, boy. I, I'm just going <laughs> to – I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you on the Lions here. They're, like, feisty enough. Like, they, they, they embody are. Dan Campbell's, like, mindset. They're not very good. Well, I, yeah, they're not good. They're probably the best out of the unde, undef, or winless teams. Not undefeated winless teams, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they're up there. I, I might put them as the best winless team right now in the NFL. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot more, which feels about right. But Swift is a is a very solid back. Um, they give up a ton of air yards. Their secondary sucks. So if the Bears can't produce some offense here, it's it's going to be a long season. Because when I pulled up the Bears schedule, if they don't get right in this game, they are screwed. They have Raiders next week, Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Steelers, not bad, Ravens, and then Lions again. Then they get the Cardinals, Packers. Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings again. Not a friendly schedule to get right if no, you can't get it not. right this week. <laughs> that is not friendly at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the Lions on this one at plus three. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take the money line, but I could very – like we said it earlier, it's hard – well, I may we may not have been recording when I said this. It is extremely hard to go winless in the NFL for a full season. There are games – like last night, Jacksonville obviously didn't win, but one of the reasons I picked them was like this feels like a game they – you know, they get their yeah. one win of the season. This feels like one of the few wins that the Lions can pull out just with how poorly things are going in Chicago. And it also sort of feels like the locker room may start to go here on Matt Nagy because of how, you know, Justin Fields didn't look great, but he's also not doing a ton of things to help. And it may be one of those things where we start to see that go quickly here. Yeah. Because totally of the murderous row. Um, yeah. All righty. Titans Jets. <laughs> Lions move down to six. <laughs> Over under is 44 and a half. Where are you in this one? God, this, these games, we have a <laughs> shitty weekend of NFL football. Great college say. football weekend, but a yeah. shitty weekend in the NFL. Like we really do. These games, I'm looking at the, this board. My God. Anyways, um, it seems like the Titans have gotten it together, and I mean the Jets suck. Um, yeah. 
I, I got to kind of go with the Titans to, to cover six here. I love that it's six. I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised by this spread a little bit. Um, I don't think the Titans are a powerhouse and obviously their defense sucks, but just, they, they've seemed to kind of get it together. Derek Henry's kind of rolling a little bit. Um, so I, I'm going to go Titans minus six or you got, you got six there. I got six. The numbers come down. It was at seven. I think it's starting to come down because I just saw before we started recording um, AJ Brown and Julio are both going to be out for this game. So are they is, really? Yes, that is now <laughs> confirmed. So Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it changes a little. I thought the number would actually move more than a point, to be honest. Um, yeah. I was hoping there'd be some more value there, but I did see that they are going to be out for this game. Let me just double check because I saw it on Twitter. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I, I, I won't be, I'll be honest, I had way busy every day on a Friday at work than I, you know, should have had. Um, so, I, you know, I haven't been clued in on the news today, but yep, I, yeah, I'm still out. going. I'm still going Titans minus six. I really love <laughs> It's bad for the Jets. I mean, it's so bad. There's a part of my brain that goes, all right. It's bad, but they did go up against Bill Belichick and Vic Fangio's defenses, which for a rookie quarterback is not easy to go. So maybe there is some, you know, movement to the positive side on the Jets here. But then there's the other part of me that keeps seeing this like 12 year olds videos and just realizing how dumb the Jets are. And they are, if for those of you who don't like pay attention at all on the internet, me saying these 12 year olds videos sounds a little weird, but there is a 12 year old that is doing a breakdown <laughs> of the Jets every week. And he's just pointing out and it's like, it does seem he just finds the clip every week where like Bill's one like, offensive lineman is blocking the other and like two guys are looking straight at each other and the entire defensive line's in the backfield. So <laughs> it almost feels like this is, we talk about get right games. This might be a get right game for the Tennessee Titans to kind of like maybe figure out some things that work and don't work on defense. Because while it does scare me, they're two best, you know, pass catchers outside of Derrick Henry. They're two leading rusher or pass catchers are out and what that offense will look like. It, it's just so bad in New York. I, it's terrible. I liked this at seven because I felt like, you know, the, the Titans will either murder them or it'll play within that number. At six, though, you're losing me on the value. Yep. All righty. Browns-Vikings, the return of Kevin to uh, Minnesota. Minus two and a half is the number I'm showing right now. 51 and a half is the over-under. This is a solid football game. It's one of the better ones on the weekend card. Where are you yeah. uh, leaning into this? I would agree. This is definitely one of the better games. Um, um, I understand that it's two, and I get why it's two, but I'm a little surprised with being two just because Cleveland's defense is really good. Yes. And, I mean, obviously their offense, they can run the ball. Baker, Baker can move the ball. Minnesota, while they are a good team, full of weapons, just with that Cleveland defense, I am surprised at the number being two. So I, I'm going Cleveland against Cleveland to cover that too. Um, I just don't – I think Kirk, you know, I don't – I think he'll struggle against a defense like this. Miles My, Garrett is just – he's an absolute menace. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's something wrong with that guy. I don't think he's a human. <laughs> um, he is a, a freak of nature. Dude, that um, video of him planting his foot and somehow ending up in the A-gap and, like, literally looking like he teleported was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Mate, <laughs> I watched that video first thing in the morning at work, and I was like – Okay, that's real. All right. <laughs> I watched it like at 3 p.m., you know, a little more awake. I was like, that's not real. And then I watched it later that night, and I'm like, that shit is real. <laughs> like, I didn't believe the video. He's a freak. And I just think that, you know, Kirk's kind of a statue back there. He tends to panic kind of under pressure. Um, I like Cleveland just to cover this. Just I'm kind of surprised by that spread, even though I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a great game. I, I like the matchup. I, Kirk has quietly been having a very good season, but yeah, this is yeah. a defense that, and this is the crazy part, because for the majority of our lives, the Browns have been one of the most incompetent organizations in all of sports. And all of a sudden, they're now competent because they identified they're a good organization that went out in the offseason and said, man, where do we suck? Oh, we're terrible on defense. We got this offense, the thing rolling. We got talent. We got the right scheme. It just needs probably another year of maturity, and it's going to be rolling. We need to fix the defense. And they went out to their credit, and they added pieces that made that defense more competent. It's better in the back end. It's very good on the defensive line in the front seven. And this is a very, very good defense. That is, I think, also going to get after Kirk um, here. And I, I like the Browns as well. I think the ability to just run the ball at will and then whenever you also want to pass it and have very good efficiency numbers passing the ball is an insane benefit that I don't know. 
while the Vikings are having a very good offensive season, I just don't know if there's enough there to keep keep with it. Like the Browns are going to get more stops and they're going to just score more. And that's, I mean, that's a super simplification of it, but that's sort of how I see this going. <laughs> I do too. And I could see like a late little push coming from the Vikings um, that maybe pushes the over. Um, so I am kind of, I know it's kind of a high number there, but I do actually like the over. Yeah, I do as well. Um, and just to, to prove my point, the uh, Browns are scoring on 50% of their offensive uh, possessions. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. That is tied for third best in the NFL right now. So <laughs> just, a, just a fun fact on that one. Um, all righty. Colts Dolphins <laughs> minus Ooh, one and a half. <laughs> that's the AFC game. <laughs> yep. I had a feeling um, over under <laughs> is 42 and a half. I saw that, and uh, I'm not going to lie, it made my eyes hurt a little when I saw it on the board this week. <laughs> and all I keep thinking of, you know, we, we, we often say great job to players who gut it out and, you know, put in performance. <laughs> Carson Wentz is one of those examples where it's like, man, you got to know that you are a detriment to your team that's banged up. Two sprained ankles. You gotta, you gotta sit it out. I, I get out. you want to be tough, but like you are hurting your team in this scenario. This is a bad game. <laughs> it's a bad game, and yeah, just go ahead and sit out. And you know, me speaking as a WFT fan here, the more you sit out, you will you would then Indy won't be sending a first to Philly; they'll be sending a second round. <laughs> Take a seat, relax, bench them. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Carson Wentz, he's bizarre, man, because he's so talented, but he just stinks. I don't understand. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't get it. He's got all the physical talent. We've seen it. Uh, you know, he had that unbelievable 2017. He had a really good 2019. Yep. Um, do we all see those yeah. throws where he puts it on a tightrope? And you're like, how the fuck did you just put that through four defenders? And like, he, yeah, he has one of those throws almost every year. And you're just like, and then you see him, you know, down to down. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, he has the ability, but it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then, the, and then you have Miami, who's just kind of you know been a disappointment. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I haven't seen much Miami Dolphin football this uh, this year, um, and I don't really don't really not plan much. on seeing much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, this is tough for me. I I think I'm actually gonna pick though Miami to get there. Are they 0 and three? Uh yes. No they no, no they beat New England week one. You're right. They 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 went out and beat New England. I think 17 16 week one. They then they got smoked by Buffalo, and then last week I Damn, believe they lost. Is good. That is 17 uh, 16. Uh, yeah, they lost to Las Vegas, I think, yep. in overtime last week. Yep. So, I mean, they competed with Vegas, um, but we'll talk about Vegas a little later. Um, yeah. I have more thoughts on Vegas. Um, <laughs> but so I want to go with the Dolphins to cover this and, and you know, maybe get a second win, but uh, I probably won't bet this game. It's a pretty solid memory. The score was 17-16 in uh, Foxborough nice. there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't think I'm betting this game. Uh, if you said, you know, gun to the head, what is your lean? It, I would agree. I'm following you on the Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett is... I don't think there's much of a drop-off between him and Tua. If anything, there honestly might be an ad. Um, like, yep. uh, the defense is, you know, it's the Miami defense. They got smoked by the Bills, but I think m almost all of us sort of called that one coming. Um, the Bills, you know, really struggled to get out of the gates, but their scheme just gives Miami fits every year. And that offense, Brian Dable does not need a whole lot of time to figure out what's wrong with that offense. It took him yeah. literally a week, and now the Bills are rolling. Um, because he's one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. So the Dolphins, are, they're just a weird team. Like they, like I like they're the, weird. I like the coaching staff. I, I just mm -hmm. the the players on the field. It, it, I don't know what to make of them. Like I, I don't. They're not like bad, but they're not good. But they're also not like. I mean, I guess they're bad, but they're not. I, I don't know. It, that my brain is now just trying to find words for it. That, that's what they are. But then I look. You're at, by the way describing the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, <my opinion>. Yes, <laughs> which we are going to get to here towards the end. But very true. Um, that's that's the realm they're in. Hell, that's well outside the Jets. You know, you got two of those teams in that division. Um, yeah. The Colts are just bad right now. Like Carson Wentz is giving them nothing. What are you going to start? I mean, you sort of have to at this point because unless he's you know, improved a ton on those two sprained ankles, which, by the way, still hilarious that he managed to sprain both ankles. Unbelievable. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> when they said that, I was watching the game live. My jaw dropped. I was like, I don't even know how you do that. They're taping up both feet right now because he's got two sprained ankles. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I go Dolphins. I, I, I lean Dolphins. I just I don't like the product I'm seeing out of the Colts. And don't forget, it's Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Yes. Love that angle. That is an angle. you got to account for all things in the gambling world. I sure agree. Do. Leaning Dolphins. Um, 
Panthers-Cowboys, minus 4.5, over-under 51. This is a game that has been giving me fits. I mentioned it on the recap of the Thursday night when I picked the uh, Panthers to cover against the Texans. Trying to figure out how to handicap the Panthers is sort of tough. I am leaning pretty hard on the Cowboys, though, right now because J.C. Horn being down is a huge, huge loss for the Panthers. I think in the slot he's given up. I saw some insane stat by PFF, but he's the highest-graded corner in the slot position right now, I think. And I don't know if he's given up a reception or something. I don't It was something crazy. Um, but yeah. he is playing phenomenal. The defense is great, but without him, that's a problem in the back end when you have to go against one of the better passing offenses uh, in the NFL and Dak, who is playing out of his mind right now. Um, where are you leaning this? Because And you have Christian McCaffrey out. That, that yeah. offense is, didn't look great when he left. Now you're making an in-game adjustment. You've got a week you know, to figure it out, but it didn't look great. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm not, in my opinion, for me, I don't, I don't think I'm struggling as much with this game maybe as you are. I think the Panthers just haven't really been tested yet at all. I also think, unfortunately, I hate to say this, I think Dallas is actually a pretty good team this year. Um, I, I think they are, like, good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I think their defense still needs work, but they're young, they're fast, they're energetic. Their defense does kind of, you know, play with a little more emotion, I think, this year than they have in the past, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, yeah, Dak's playing out of his mind. I mean, those fuckers, they go from an undrafted Tony Romo for a decade, and then they get a third-round quarterback in Dak. And, I mean, they're set at that position for two decades while I've been alive for 30 years and I've had Kirk Cousins for three years. So fuck <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> I just like, yeah, I, I, I like Dallas to cover in this. I just don't think Carolina is as good as their record. And I, I think, you know, Carolina's going to start to come back to life a little bit here. So I like Dallas to cover pretty easily. I agree with the majority of that. I See, I was very wrong on my Dallas take. Dallas is a good football team. Half my Dallas take was, though, Mike McCarthy being their head coach. I tweeted out yeah. on Sunday, I'm going to stick by this because at some point I know I'm going to be right this season. This is not the Tom Brady going off the clip take that like some other people have had. Like, my take is still somewhat accurate now. Shorting them you know, heavily was, was not a great idea because they're going to win football games. Their talent is insane. Talent is overcoming coaching right now. That's not to say the coordinators aren't good. Dan Quinn moving Michael Parsons to defensive end so he can just play because yeah. we've watched Parsons in coverage and in linebacker position. He looks lost um, and doesn't understand what's going on. But allowing him to line up at the end in Lawrence's absence has been huge. And Kellen Moore's done a good job of calling the offense. But Mike McCarthy, that man is spaghetti brain. I mean, <laughs> he is. He's rough. <laughs> um, Peyton yeah. was losing his mind about his timeout and clock management. I was like, wow, Peyton. Showing that you have not watched a Mike McCarthy coach football team <laughs> really ever, because this is this is pretty much every Sunday. At every Sunday. At some point, the talent is not going to be able to overcome Mike McCarthy in the coaching <laughs> situation. It's just it's not. But they're going to win a hell of a lot of football games in the meantime because this this team and what Dak is doing is fantastic. It's also hilarious because they spent a ton of money on Zeke, and you're getting pretty much the exact same, if not better, production out of Pollard, yeah. uh, which we sort of highlighted uh, in our. We did. Our NFC yep. South uh, breakdown, or East, not South. Jeez. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I'm going Cowboys. I don't love the four and a half number. I don't know what it is. Something about four and a half when it sits on the board. I just, I hate, I hate it. I, like, <laughs> it doesn't make that much of a. I mean, it makes a difference. I shouldn't say that, but like, you know, it's at three and a half. They still have to cover more than you know a field goal. But the four and a half number just, I just. I hate know it. you're always kind of looking like. A number kind of around three, around six, yeah. seven, and then you're like, there's a four and a half. You're like, hmm. I hate <laughs> like, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Dallas, yeah, I think you're making the right read here. I, I just think yeah. the injuries are, if they had Christian McCaffrey and they had Horn, I think, you know, we have a bit more to talk about. More competitive on this game. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, you know, DJ Moore's a little banged up, but you're going to Diggs is going to shut him down. Uh, Diggs is dude. The Diggs brothers. Diggs is a star. Insane. Off. He's a star. <laughs> yes. He's good. Very good. It's dude. That's one of the craziest thing when families have like crazy, like the Watts, same thing, you know, like families. Yeah. I mean, there's hundreds of examples in the NFL, but it's always crazy to me when you're like, Jesus, you put two kids in the league and they're both balling out like the genetics in that family. And just like worth ethic is insane. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Oh, uh, but yeah, Diggs is a crazy, crazy, crazy grid. Um, so yeah, I'll go Cowboys. All right, Giant Saints. This is one of my one of my favorites. I hate this bet, but it's also one of my favorites, which I hate saying. I hate saying the bet I have in this game. But Giants Saints plus seven, over under forty one and a half. 
I'm not going to lie. You can pick apart this if you want, or you can agree with it. I kind of like the Jets. Or not Jets. Giants at plus seven. The Saints do not move the ball on offense. I know they score points. I don't honestly know how, but they do not move the ball on offense. Like, it, this feels like just a, like, remove the mindset of, they play good defense, remove the mindset of the Saints you know in the past. They're not moving the ball, really. Um, I have to find the stat I had, but their net yards per game is not good. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is like a slow drag them out um, type of game. Yeah, they are fourth least yards per play. They're averaging 4.3 yards per play. That's fourth that worst in the NFL fun. right now. The Bears are at 3.3, yeah. the Dolphins are at 4, and the Jets are at 4.1. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I like the Giants at the plus 7 here. I don't think they're going to win the game. I like the Saints no. to win. Yeah. Um, the Giants are shitty, but seven's kind of a pretty big number. And, I mean, like you said, they're not really moving the ball. And I don't know if you saw the game last week. I'm glad they won because I bet them as a dog. But did you see Jameis' second touchdown throw? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's just such a classic Jameis throw that should have been picked and usually is picked and just it happened mm-hmm. to work out for him. I saw it. I was like, are you kidding me? Dude, um, yeah, it's just – I tweeted a clip like that, shit. and some dude was like, whoa, it was a touchdown, wasn't it? I was like – yeah, that was a touchdown in the same sense of, like, Jameis has got that, like, fuck it, Mike's somewhere down there. Just throw yeah. it up. That that yeah. that does not hit at a 50-50 rate. <laughs> not at all. That was just such a ridiculous throw. And no, I just can't bet on them to cover at seven. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And just the Giants, though, they're – they're in some trouble. Um, they have yeah. the hardest remaining schedule in the NFL right now. Uh, unfortunately, Washington football team has the second hardest remaining yeah, schedule. <laughs> but the Giants are in some big trouble right now. Um, and But I do like them to cover. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, just to highlight if you are not familiar with the Giants schedule, because it is – it's a doozy um, as I try to get this to load. Um, but they have Cowboys next week, Rams after that, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders, Bucks. Eagles, Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears, Washington. Not great. Not uh, not friendly, to say the least. No. Um, they are in a bad spot. I, I <laughs> The Joe Judge, Jason Garrett combo, <laughs> steering that offense. It's quite funny. I mean, it's not funny for Giants fans, but it is quite funny to watch from, from the side what, as those two. What's embarrassing is how much fucking camera time those two idiots get Dude. i'm like why i mean i know judge joe judge looks just like such a lunatic on the sidelines so it's <laughs> kind of funny but i'm like why do you keep showing me this guy like I, he's not going to get another head coaching job this isn't going to happen no. you know, next year <laughs> <laughs> no and it does suck because i daniel jones is a fun one i don't think he's like it but i also don't hate daniel jones like there's a part of either. me that's like i think he's just handicapped so hard by jason garrett and joe judge and like yeah. if you had a half competent head coach he'd be pretty good I, i'm not saying like he's you know the future of the nfl but like he's a serviceable quarterback he's third in rushing right now in quarterback um position um you know they use his legs a little bit more they got him a little bit more help he might not be bad it, that's i know it's kind of crazy like i hate saying the giants are covering this game but the seven number is just huge for me it is. It's big. Let's talk about another big number. <laughs> Chiefs Eagles. This is not the biggest on the board this week, but it is also a seven number. Over under is fifty four and a half. We gave Matt Nagy I gave Matt Nagy some crap. Nick Sierrano's an idiot last week. Yeah. Absolute idiot. The inability to call a run play against a Cowboys defense that was just open floodgates when it came to the run. Like I get it, passing is efficient. You should make you should have a, a heavy pass game, but like Know your audience. Know your team. Yeah, That was not the solution there. You can't have Jalen Hurts go out there and just wing it like that. It was terrible game plan. And you're wearing yeah. a beat Dallas shirt like the week leading up to that, and that's what you come out to, that stinker. Good night. They just didn't seem to – yeah, they didn't seem to have any sort of game plan going into that game. They were just oh. like, well, we're here. Um, <laughs> they, it was like a drunk 18-year-old playing Madden in like his college dorm, just <laughs> dialing up pass play after pass play. like Just pass play after pass play with the quarterback who struggles to pass the ball. <laughs> I mean, it was just the most And not good ones, ever. too. Like, it was just yeah. it was terrible. Yeah, it was it a was really poor showing. Um, and Jalen Hurts after the game, you know, just making just such a relatable comment that comment about you know taking a deuce i was like oh well that's relatable you know it's nice to relate to these athletes you know everyone poops so that was nice um but i know as we know kc they just don't cover um no i i this is a game that I, and i feel like i say this every week 
every weekend. This is a game where I like them to cover. This is a game where I like them to cover. So I'm at the point where until you show me you can cover, I won't pick you to cover. So I'm going to go Philly. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I will go Philly to cover on the on the seven. We agree a little too much on this podcast. It'd probably be healthier <laughs> for our audience if we, you know, had a little bit more bickering. But our whole goal was not to be, you know, first take over here and just arguing right. to argue. Um, I'm with you. The, I mean, the Chiefs, they're, for all the credit we give them as an organization, I think they start need to start getting a little whiplash here because that defense is the exact same thing year in and year out. Like, they have not solved it, and it keeps them out of ball games. Like, the offense is cooking as always. You know, and there are some holes there, but it's, you know, we're nitpicking the offense at that point. This defense stinks and stinks out loud with a capital S, and they, they're they the reason that they hinder this team's ability and ceiling ultimately. Like, yeah, they're still a Super Bowl contender, obviously, but they need to get that fixed. Otherwise, they are going to ruin some really prime years of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid because it, yep. it's bad, and seven's too big of a number here for that. It shouldn't be. We, we both see it. We should be like, yeah, they cover that number easy against the Eagles. But in no way am I picking the Chiefs right now. Because as you said, until you prove it, I can't pick you. No, I to mean, cover, by the way, not to win. Right, win right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, they they don't address the defense. Um, it's just, I don't know why they, they don't, it's just, so until they're able to do that, it's, I don't know. They're not, they're not far from being 0-3. I mean, they could have no. lost that week one game very easily. They probably should have lost that week one game. Um it's kind of funny, you know. I mean, I know we're only in week four of the NFL, but I tell you what, Nate, if your team gets to the Super Bowl, I don't see how they don't win. <laughs> we are gonna in Buffalo, maybe. Yeah. But to talk I, about that, I, I was gonna spit out my like my Super Bowl at the end of this, what my Super Bowl contenders are. But I'm with you. I if this is the same. The matchup, Super Bowl seems like it's going to the NFC. I mean, if LA yeah. goes Rams, I mean, they're gonna win too. Yep. So oh. I, I know it's early, very early, but it still. is. The, the Chiefs are giving up seven yards per play right now. It's worst in the NFL. They're giving up a net yard gained per pass attempt of 8.4. That's third worst. 50% of offensive drives score on this Chiefs defense. Like, it is bad. They're giving up the second most rush yards per attempt at 50. They're in the top three of most yards given up in every way every, possible. Yeah. It yeah. is terrible. Um just piss poor. So, yeah, this number's too big. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, the Chiefs are – there are concerns there. And the Chargers showed it. Like, they – also, gr- I love that that's a matchup we're going to have for a while. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. The rookie quarterbacks have been pretty bad this year, which highlights just how great what Justin Herbert did last year was and how impressive it was. But that matchup to come for the next decade or so is going to be awesome. Awesome. Um, yep. But, yeah, I'm with you. Eagles plus seven there. Texans Bills. This is the biggest spread of the game. This is a college spread. Um, I'm get, this number's been bouncing around a little bit. It's at seventeen and a half right now. Over under forty seven and a half. Am I crazy for thinking the Bills are going to cover this number? Because it's ginormous. I don't want to bet it. I am not betting it. But there, my brain and for the listeners, I'm saying like, yeah, I think the Bills might cover this number. I'm with you. I'm not betting it as well. But if you know, I had to. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to cover seventeen and a half points insane. in the NFL. I think they are. I think. I think they might cover 17 and a half. And I think, when they, and I think the over might not hit, <laughs> which is insane. That's yeah, when you know, um, this number is so weird is the, the over under is 47 and a half and the spread 17 and a half. That's, yeah. that's insanity. Yeah. I mean, in college, that's like a 62 and a half uh, total. I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, this game kind of sucks betting wise. So I, I mean, I would do the bills, but I will more like almost hundred percent not, wager on this game yeah i'm not i i want to so bad and pull the trigger just so i can say i cash like if they do, <laughs> i cash a seven or a, 17 and a half point spread um the juice is fairly nice on it but yeah no i'm not i'm i'm being responsible and reasonable here and i'm just not gonna lay it but the di- the mills experience i mean if this was tyrod this number's obviously way different um he was having a, a good season um until his unfortunate injury which by the way just the worst luck of virtually oh any player in the nfl yeah um but they Texans can't play from behind. They just can't. Like they don't have the offense to do it. And the Bills are rolling on offense, and they're going to be behind in this game. And they're not gonna. I don't see how they catch up because it's just, it's not good. And the Bills defense. Right. I, I'd like to see what we have there. You know, they haven't played the most competent of offenses to this point. Um, they've been good offenses, but like you know, I'd like to see them get a little bit more tested here. Um, yeah. before I write home that you know they're winning. 
the Super Bowl because they played the Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett's first game. They played the Steelers, and we all know what Big Ben is at this point. And they played the Washington football team, which, by the way, we didn't say it in the game. You're covered. One of the greatest, like, back-to-back plays ever in that long screen, uh, Gibson, and then the longest <laughs> onside kick ever. That was an insane I was like, We're about to fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back right after that. They ruined that great oh, yeah. sequence of plays with a wide receiver jet sweep. I was like, what are we doing? Can we yeah, not, you know, yeah. do something a little we're bit like, more electric? Obviously, the football gods are shining on you in this moment. Yeah, let's do a jet sweep away. Yeah. I, I hate I hate jet sweeps. That's that's a home play. You only do that at the home field. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was so I want to see what this Bills defense looks like with a little bit. They're not gonna get tested here this week before I'm like, you know, they're Super Bowl. They they might be. We'll talk yeah. about them in a second. But yeah, the offense is rolling. They're gonna ha- the Texans are gonna play from behind and they're not gonna they're not covering this, I don't think. Yeah. All right, Cardinals Rams, one of the better games. Numbers at four, another four number on there. Over under fifty four and a half. Where are you on this one? Um this one maybe we'll differ on this one actually. We'll see. I don't know. Um this one I I think this is gonna be a close game. Um so I, I like the Cardinals to cover here on plus four. I don't think they're gonna win. I I kind of I think I overrate the Cardinals. I don't know why. I, I kind of like the Cardinals weirdly. Um, but these Rams are obviously they're unbelievable team. But I love Kyler Murray. I just love how electric he is. I probably won't do it. But that the money line is tasty and tempting to me because obviously you know the Rams they gotta lose eventually. Um, yeah. It's it's it is very tempting for me. But to me this strikes me as kind of like a three point game that the Rams probably squeak out. Um, I think it's gonna be a really exciting game. Cooper Cup's playing out of his mind right now i don't know yes. like that guy is just absurd um kyler murray's you know mvp candidate material yep. matt stafford is turning the rams you know just he's made such a difference on that team and just yep. and <laughs> the weapons on that team and just we got a reminder this past weekend Deshaun Jackson's still so fast. <laughs> He's probably so easy to forget about on that defense. I completely forgot about when, him on that offense when you're 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 playing defense and you got so much to worry about yep. you know, with this whole Sean McVay offense. And then there's 34 year old Deshaun Jackson just burning everyone down the field. The Rams are so good, so I like them to win. But I might for this one, I may go Cardinals to, to at least cover that plus four. It strikes me as kind of like a three point game to me. Dude, I've been going back and forth on this. I was. I don't hate the logic you're presenting here on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me that likes the Cardinals for two reasons. One, it's a number above three, so I I like them there because it could easily I could easily see this being a field goal game. There's a part of my brain though that's like you know the Cardinals defense is getting a good amount of hype for not really playing any like they, they played Kirk a lot of Cousins, points. Yeah, yeah, like they played Kirk Cousins in that offense, which is doing a lot. But they gave up, and the Titans were a disaster first week. But they gave right. up 33 to the Vikings. They gave up 19 to the Jags. I mean, they were losing to the Jags until yeah. the late third quarter. But there's the part of me that also is like the Rams, we see it more in college than we do in the NFL, but it still holds true. There's a bit of a letdown spot, potentially. You saw how they were reacting when they beat my Bucks. Like, Sean McVay is losing his absolute ever-loving mind off a missed field goal. And, like, just, they're going all out. Like, that was their Super Bowl almost. And so <laughs> there's a part of me... That is like, is there an emotional drainage? We don't see it as often in the NFL because these are professionals. They're not, you know, 18-year-old kids who, you know, went out and, well, they probably did go out and party that night. But, like, it's different mindset. You know, they're professionals Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But there's a part of me that thinks that. There's also a part of me that is like, you know, Chandler Jones is kind of taking a little backseat after he did he did the old like working a sales job, put in a great first two weeks and then coasting yeah. at the end of the month type of thing. <laughs> um, but this is a game where like once again, he might be like, all right, I'm going to go make my paycheck again and just ball out here, too. Um, it's definitely interesting. I think sh- I like uh, Matthew Stafford. I haven't looked at his passing prop, but I'm probably going to take whatever his passing prop is. Yeah, I, I do like the Cardinals. If you're getting four, four and a half, there's value there. If you're getting three. Three and a half, they're still value. Three, I'm on Rams at that point. Yeah. So I think it's the number you're getting at your book determines this. But I, I'm with you. I, I, I was heavy Rams to start the week. Uh, I have, I have gone off that more and more as I've worked into the game. <laughs> right. Seahawks 49ers. I do like this bet. I do have a bet in this one. Plus three is the number. Over under 51 and a half. <laughs> I have takes on this. I'm gonna let you go first on this one, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Yeah. These are two kind of weird teams to me. Um, Seattle being more weird. Uh, yes. Seattle, it's just 
obviously they have the better quarterback in this game, but I feel like they are so dependent on the big play. They're so dependent on, you know, Tyler Lockett getting free downfield, uh, DK Metcalf getting free downfield. They're not really, you know, sustaining, you know, drives where, you know, they're gaining six first downs and driving down the field. Um, Chris Carson scores touchdowns, but he doesn't really get many yards on the ground. They're a weird team. So although I think they do have the better quarterback here, I mean, actually, we all know they have the better quarterback (laughs) here. I probably like San Fran to cover, although San Fran, you know, I I wasn't surprised that they lost last week at all. Um, It's just because I don't think they're they're quite ready as I remember they came out as they had like the fifth or sixth best best odds to win the Super Bowl. And I was just not I was not. In, I was not there with everyone else or not there with Vegas. Um, Jimmy is doing fine, but I do feel like Kyle's not making it sound like it's happening, but Kyle Shanahan's never going to say anything anyway. I think a quarterback controversy might be coming soon in San Fran. I do as well. Um, uh, this one's a weird one because on the 49ers side, I agree. Like I've been a big Jimmy rider as far as like, I think some people dog on him a little too much. And it's like mm-hmm. the record with, with him and Shanahan is insanely different compared to Shanahan and every other quarterback. Now, yes. the other quarterbacks have been pretty bad, but still, it's a it's a night and day difference. Um, it's August and December type of difference, you know, in weather. It really is. Um, but he hasn't played great until that second half of that Packers game. That end of that Packers game, and this is one of those situations where I'm wondering, you know, we see this with quarterbacks all the time. They play a, they get a really good half end half of football, and they roll that into the following week because they have some confidence and a little swagger, and they come in and they. You know, the Seahawks defense has completely shown the ability to just have massive blunders um, and give up big plays. And then I look at the Seahawks side of the ball. They're the kid who, like, got all the answers to the test, and then the teacher changed the test at the last minute because (laughs) their offense, their scripted offense is awesome in the first half. Then the second half rolls around, or there's an in-game adjustment, and they have shown zero ability to adjust to the fly. Like, the second half is a stark difference. Um... I kind of like them to cover the number. I don't love it at three. I'd like it a lot more at, like, this is a number I wish was at four, um, strangely <laughs> enough. I hate the four number, but I do kind of wish it. Um, I, I kind of like, like, I their big playability is just, I don't know if the 49ers, they have, obviously, Debo, who is a big play waiting to happen at every moment. But, yeah. like, I just don't know if the 49ers have the big play to come back if the Seahawks jump out to an early start. So I kind of like the Seahawks here. I don't hate that. And also... <sighs> Look, I know he he still has talent and he still kind of can weirdly make plays, but the Seahawks have I mean, San Fran has Josh Norman on the field. I'm sorry. While he is great at that peanut punch and forcing fumbles, he is great at that. He yes. has been for uh, since he played with uh, Tillman in uh, Tillman's end of career in Carolina. Yep. Um he's great at that he could still do it, but the man cannot cover. No nope. teams should be throwing all over him. And they haven't really been, which has been weird to me. Um that is definitely San Fran's weakness. And they also, I forget the rookie's name on the other side. He gets called for pass interference all the fucking time. <laughs> um, I can't remember his name. It's, I think he's number one. It's escaping my mind. Um, you know, he's having some rookie uh, rookie lumps. So they, I know they're they're injured there in the backfield, um, in the de- defensive back. So I, if I was Seattle, I would, I would be passing all over this team. Yeah, and we don't even know if Josh Norman's going to play. I haven't seen. He hasn't been officially ruled out because he was coughing up blood at the end of the game or whatever I saw. Oh, yeah, um, he was. I he went to the that. hospital. He might play. I don't know. He hasn't been ruled out. But, yeah, Has he was right. not practiced all week? Uh, I don't believe so. So okay. I would assume he's probably out, but I don't know. I have not been following that closely. I just thought to look it up, and it still says, like, doubtful, but they haven't ruled him out. So oh, Well, he's probably out. So, that's, yeah. so they're even... They're banged up back there. Oh my! They're really banged up back there. Yeah, so I think I I go Seattle here for that exact reason. But like, I'm not terribly surprised that the 49ers covered this. But from a betting standpoint, I I see the value with just the explosiveness of of the Seahawks and an inability to probably cover by the 49ers because they they're they're lacking bodies right now in the secondary. Yeah, yeah. Ravens Broncos lines at one over under 44 and a half. People have been ragging on the Broncos because their 3-0 record is held up by some pretty terrible teams. But great teams cover, and they have covered every week so far. The spread is at one. Do we think they cover again here? Or do we think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson have themselves a day? Um, I, I'm more leaning towards you know the Ravens and Lamar pulling off a, pulling off a, a win here and probably covering that. I mean, you know, obviously tiny little spread. Um, here, if, you know, I... I hate spreads that are one. So, I mean, if yeah. you are on the Broncos, 
don't be a dummy. Take the fucking money line. Come on. I, I mean, yeah, it, it could be 30 to 29, but I doubt it. <laughs> I would rather lose a money line bet like that than yeah. not have the money line and cover like and then win. And I have it at right. plus one. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, take advantage of the value here. Um, but I, I lean towards uh, Lamar right now, by the way, is playing out of his mind. Yes. Um, I oh. don't think he's getting enough credit. Um, Lamar's playing out of his mind. Uh, and if um, Hollywood Brown could catch the ball, he'd be playing even better. Dude, this is a great <laughs> point. We need there. to strip that name from him. You cannot be called Hollywood and be having the drops you had last week. That is like a criminal crime against yeah. humanity to have that nickname and have drops like that. Yeah, he is Marquise Brown, and yeah, he needs to catch the ball because <laughs> um, Lamar's playing great. Catch the ball. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens to cover here. Probably get it get the dub. Yeah, Lamar is playing out of his mind. Um, and that is, that does suck because the Brown thing, like Lamar's criticized for his inability to pass in the pocket, and it's like you watch the film. That's why, you know, you can't just check box scores. You need to watch the game. Um, but those drops are just not, it's not helping him. They do get Bates back. Um, the injuries for the Broncos are piling up on offense. If they were healthy going into this game, I think I'd like the Broncos a little bit better because the defense is great. Teddy has been showing a completely different side to himself. He heard the criticism of us all being like, shut down Teddy, you know, know. not really dangerous. He's holding on the ball longer. He's trying to push it down the field. His um, intended air yards have jumped this year from last year. I think they're the highest his entire career. Like, he is playing better. I like that, but they're just too banged up like just the wide receiving core is starting they're starting to lose bodies quickly there and Fant has all the talent in the world but I don't like every time I watch that I'm like I feel like you could be getting more out of him and they just you're not getting the most out of him so yeah I yeah I think I like the Ravens here at one if the number was different it might be a different story but at one and where it's at right now I'm with you I, I think I'm Ryan Ravens on this one Packers Steelers worst offense in the world going against you know Aaron Rodgers and that <laughs> offense lines at six and a half over under 45 and a half Big Ben's in a bad spot We're, we there needs to be an intervention in Pittsburgh somewhere like this is they have no succession plan they have a quarterback who is waddling around like a penguin out there um they have really no ability to run the football or pass the football because I think Najee Harris I, don't quote me on this stat, but he is either the top or up there is the top back hit behind the line of scrimmage, like yards behind the line of scrimmage of initial contact. It's it's bad. And without T.J. Watt, like you built your brand and what you went for is we're going to play elite defense and then our offense is just going to score enough to win games. Well, that's not, they're like a Jenga set at this point. You pull T.J. Watt out and the whole thing comes crashing down. The Bengals were able to move the football last week against them. Like that's not an elite defense and you can't be an elite defense and have one player removed and then just kind of crumble like that just that's not an elite defense like this is a bad spot yeah they're they are in a very bad spot ben is god he's bad I mean, <laughs> so bad he's bad and 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 the the backups are, are bad uh, the the quarterback position there when i think about it i mean maybe like houston's worse but that's about the worst quarterback position group in the nfl maybe i mean yep. it's, it's really bad and i'm a washington football team fan um but <laughs> dude like they have no plan. I, I don't know if you know. Has this has this spread moved at all? I believe so. I don't know what it because I'm scared of it going to seven. Like I might make this wager like right now, very soon. Yeah, um, I would if I I would assume on Sunday this number is going to move to seven when the public. I comes think so in. too. So if in my opinion, if you can get the Packers in right now, get them. Um, yeah. Usually, I'm the type of person that actually likes to wait till Sunday, but. I'm a little worried about this line in general, so I, I would bet Packers as soon as possible. And even at seven, I, I would still bet Packers, but I would just much rather, of course, get them at six and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, the Pittsburgh's offense is terrible. Ben, I think last week, I think it was like a fourth and 12 or something, and he, there was no pressure or anything, and he got rid of the ball in 1.2 seconds to Najee Harris, who was like two two yards downfield on like a fourth and 12. I mean, what is he doing? He doesn't – he's – he just doesn't want to hold on the ball anymore. He just wants to get rid of it. He can't move, so he knows if anyone's coming near him, he's, you know, he's he's fucked. Um, yep. so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this is a game, you know, Packers right now. Rogers. Part of me is part of me wonders if Rogers purposely fucked up Week One just so he could come back and just you know be all high and mighty. He loves full job us like uh, Chase did this off season with like I can't see the ball because it's not the white <laughs> yeah. lines like the ultimate troll yeah. job. He comes out and he's incredible. Yeah. Anyways, but but um, same thing with Aaron. I just mean, it's stinker. hard to believe Aaron Rodgers actually just said fuck it. Let me just play like shit to, against uh, New Orleans. But it is it is a little odd. Um, so yeah, I like them to cover here pretty easily. But I would probably get it in soon before that. 
I agree. Uh, I agree with all that. I don't really have much to add outside of like I don't love Green Bay long term because the defense is still a bit of a disaster. But like, I, once again, same story. They're gonna be they're gonna be right in it to the end because Aaron Rodgers and that offense is just humming, and the defense will probably let them down. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I I would jump on that number too. I don't I don't see it. It's either gonna get worse on the juice side or the the money or the lines moving up. One of the two. It's not getting better at this point. So yeah. if you want that game, I I'm with you. I take the Packers. All righty. The premiere game, the night light under the lights, the funniest promo I have seen, unintentionally funny promo, when I saw Tom Brady, Bill Belichick promo, hit to Adele as if they just, like, got a divorce, like, legit married couple, I was almost crying laughing. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this an SNL skit? I thought it was a fake, I thought it was fake when I saw it on Twitter. Um, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but this, also, rumors are that this might be the most bet game in NFL history. I was listening to another podcast. I was also reading some things. There is some expectation they might beat the Super Bowl number, um, which is insane. There is a lot of public interest. It's all on the box. So Vegas is going to have a sweat here, um, if this is even remotely close. <laughs> the line is at 7. The over-under is at 49.5. I'd like the public to punch Vegas in the teeth here for the week they or the weeks they have been giving us um, as an overall public, not you know individual people have been doing fine. I am finally on the right track. Went seven and three last week, two and one this week. I know you've been having a, a good go of it as well. Um, do we think the Patriots can hang within the seven number? Because it, I think this number also might be moving. Yeah, I think this number could move too. And I'll get to this quickly so you can kind of break down the game a little more. I'm not. I, I know you're excited. And everyone's excited. You know, Tom going. You know, New England. It's not getting me as fired up as I was hoping because I just I'm not really excited about New England at all and I haven't really been excited about New England since Tom left and it just it just hasn't been the same they don't they don't scare me at all like they just they're just another team to me so I'm just not as fired up for this uh game as maybe they're hoping everyone will be um obviously people are fired up you know the, the wagers that are coming in um yes but I I like Tampa Bay to cover pretty easily um I know seven is big but I mean, yeah. Tom's gonna really try to fuck him up. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's an understatement. He might try to kill them. Um, that yeah. whole "next man up, do your job" phrase doesn't really play as well when you don't have the greatest quarterback of all time. It's not exactly "next man up" as they're finding out. It's like, yeah, you yeah. should you should hang on to uh, talent like that. It's uh, <laughs> it's not replaceable. You're not replacing an inside linebacker here. Um, so it's not exactly <laughs> "next man up." Um, yeah, it's this is a spot I don't. I w- I thought this number would be higher to be honest. The fact that's at seven, it, it's like, am I missing something? Because here's the way I look at this: the Bucks' offense is. You go back to last week, still super efficient, still getting yardage, still playing extremely well against one of the better defenses in the league. The reason we lost that game was the defense, primarily on third down and primarily in the secondary, and just not being able to handle one of the better passing offenses in the NFL. Like, that's a top-five unit. Um, so the way you beat us is you keep third and manageable. You pr- you're aggressive through the air. You attack a secondary that is low on bodies. That's why we went out and got Richard Sherman, um, who I don't believe is going to play this week. Um, I'd be surprised if he yeah, does. Um, just surprised. conditioning and not knowing the playbook and all that. Um, but the Pats aren't exactly a team that can do that. Like, the weakness here of the Bucks is, on defense, is passing on early downs, getting in third and manageables, and then, you know, being aggressive in the air. Mac Jones isn't aggressive in the air. Unless Bill Belichick has been holding back this super aggressive passing game, it's been getting more and more, and Josh McDaniels, it's been getting more and more conservative um, the last couple weeks. It's not very good. Um, so there's that. There's the fact that the Bucks should be able to get pressure here. We're blitzing at the highest rate in the NFL right now. How does Mac Jones respond to that? You know, they're not playing super heavy tight end sets. They're not doing the things you'd like to do. You flip it on the other side of the ball. Who the hell is defending these wide receivers on the Bucs? Where is pressure coming? The, I don't know. The, the Pats have not gotten pressure at a, a consistent rate. You know, people want to be like, you know, Bill Belichick knows his weaknesses and knows Tom Brady in and out. And it's like, well, if he really did, he wouldn't have let him out the door and then have him go win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Like, that's not a guy that you know weaknesses because – I think you might have misread Tom Brady a little bit here, there, Bill. Um, now, Bill is one of the greatest masterminds as far as defensive schemes. So, you know, the way they stay in this number is maybe he comes up with something super creative. They yeah. are able to manufacture pressure. 
Mac Jones is ultra is aggressive. They pass early on first downs. They don't have, you know, third and eights, third and tens. They have more like third and twos. You know, that's how they stay in the number. Is that going to happen? No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Their best bet right now is play to the rain gods, pray to the bad weather gods, because there is potentially bad weather. If they have bad weather, they have a shot of staying in this number. I don't see a way that they, with how bad the secondary is, I just don't see a way they, they, they cover the seven. I hate the number seven. I hate betting games on seven, but I just don't see a way they cover. Because I don't, on all, defense, what are you going to do? You're going to play man? They don't have the bodies to play man. You're going to play zone? Tom Brady will eviscerate you you play zone. Yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> They're screwed. And, I mean, you know, we bring up revenge games. I mean, Tom Brady's just a different human when it comes to that, too. <laughs> I mean, he remembers, like, things like backup safeties say. I mean, he's, he's a psychopath. He's, he's going to kill him. Absolute I mean, psychopath. He's kill him. Yeah. I love him, but he's a psychopath. Yeah. Yes. Um, this man wants to play to 50 in the world's most violent sport. <laughs> like, Yeah. With, like, he's he and his wife are worth, like, a billion dollars. What's he doing? <laughs> Also, he could all because he's still pissed. He got drafted super late. It wasn't a starter at Michigan. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, in like 1998. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I I think seven. I would jump on this number because one of two things is going to happen. The juice is not going to get better, and that number is yeah. probably going to move because Vegas is very leveraged on this game, and they're going to get only more leverage because I would assume there's going to be a lot of parlay bets, a lot of teasers. We're going to see a ton of betting slips going into Sunday night. Mm. You know, Action Network or whatever is going to be tweeting out all these betting slips that are, you know, through their parlays. Like, Vegas is already heavily leveraged here. This number's moving. It's not staying. So I, this is another game. Jump on it early. Yep. Last game, Raiders-Chargers. I know you have some stuff here on the Raiders. I'm going to let you kick this off. I love the Chargers, by the way. But uh, yeah. not necessarily betting here. I, I'm going to wait. To, uh, but I love the team as a team and their their potential future. But I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, I do love the Chargers. Um, I, I prefer them kind of on the spread here, even though. Are you getting three and a half? Uh, I'm looking at two different books. I got one at three and one at three and a half. So once again. Well, three is beautiful. Um, yeah. Three and a half is, you know, a little, you know, the hook there is a little annoying, uh, but the Chargers, I mean, there's overall young team, talented team. Justin Herbert's going to be incredible for, you know, the next decade and a half, probably. Uh, Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa is also a freak on the other side of the ball. Um, and the Raiders, so the Raiders, I don't know, I still don't, I'm not fully in on the Raiders yet. I, I, I kind of was after like week two-ish, um, well, I was a little more in on them. They have another, you know, overtime game. So, I mean, they could very well be one and two. Um, I'm just not quite there. I do love their schedule until about mid-November. Um, I, I could see the Raiders going mid, into mid-November or like, like around like a six and two team. Um, but then from there, it, it gets pretty tough and pretty ugly. Um, so I kind of see them kind of coming back to earth here. I like the Chargers to give them their first loss here. Um, I'd probably like them to cover as well, especially at three. Three and a hook's kind of annoying, but I'd probably still be there just because the Chargers are good, man. They're, they're, I know the Raiders are leading this division right now, but they might they might take this division. Um, this division's it's up for grabs. a little more exciting than I was expecting. Um, so, yeah, I'll say that about them, but I like the Chargers here. I um when we did the preseason breakdown, I did not pull the Chargers. I did not pull the trigger on the Chargers winning the division. I thought that they could, but I ultimately thought the Chiefs would. I am after seeing them play. It's a small sample size. It's three games. Yeah, I think they're winning the division. Um, unless some injuries happen, maybe not. But they're going to be right there till the end. Um, they're also making the playoffs. I think. I, yeah. Can you let three teams in from one division? Because <laughs> they might. <laughs> They're, it might they, happen. They might have a go happen. at it. We'll see. Um, because who it's knows? Before, yeah, the Raiders are. They're a wait and see for me. This is what I know. I know Justin Herbert in the offense, very good. They have some red zone struggles, very good. Defense, very. Bosa mentioned it. Asante Samuel Jr. playing fantastic. Yeah, I could not, well. could not believe they were able to draft him when they drafted him. I think I did a video on it. Yeah, I did a video for every pick. Could not believe the value they got him at. He, it was insane that he fell that far. He's playing well. Yep. One of the one of the best interceptions in NFL last week. Um, you've got Darwin James. Mm-hmm. Going to be able to cover Waller. I mean, you can put him on Waller and eliminate that. I mean, Hunter Renfro's having himself a year, too. But, like, you know, yep. you can take away a weapon here just right off the board and say you have to beat us with everything else. And I think if you have to beat us with everything else, 
that becomes a much more difficult chance. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams playing with the best wide receiver duo. I, I'm not yeah. going to say the best, but like they're in that conversation. We could yeah. we could probably debate that until we're blue in the face as to like which receiving core is, but they're right there. Um, Mike wants to get paid. <laughs> oh, very much. He hasn't had a season like this yet in the NFL. No. <laughs> He's like, it's payday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Justin Herbert's, I mean, and Brandon Staley's coming up with good schemes defensively. Yeah, this is, um, we're going to know a lot about the Raiders after this game. I think yeah. this is a game, pay attention to. This is going to make your betting season. Your biggest adjustment will probably come this week, depending on what we see from them. It's a close game. Without the hook, I like Chargers. With the hook, I don't love it. But I'd still bet it. I'm on the same page you are. I, I bet yeah. it with the hook, but I don't love it. I love it without the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had any other thoughts before that or after that. No, not really. Yeah, no. Cool. That makes it easy. Um, last thing before we wrap it up, we're at about an hour. Get you get the fans home early on this weekend. Here are how I see the Super Bowl contenders three weeks in. I've only got three in each division right now. Agree or disagree with this, essentially. I don't even, actually, I don't have three. But AFC, I got Browns, I got Chiefs, mm-hmm. and I got uh, Chargers, right? Are those the three I was thinking of? Buffalo? No Buffalo? No Buffalo yet. That was uh-huh. the part that I was going to do. Okay. They're right there, but that defense hasn't played anybody offensively. I don't know what that is. Very I don't true. know if they're going to be the same. And the same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are barely in that. Like, I, I almost want to swap them in and out. I want to yeah. see. I want to give it a little bit more. Through three, those are my three teams that mm-hmm. in the AFC. In the NFC, I just got Bucks and Rams. I don't know if there's a third that's like definitive yeah, could win the Super Bowl. There are teams that are I'm putting in that second tier. Frisky are right about in that conversation, but they're just not there yet for me. That's what I've got yeah. so far. Through I three. would agree with that, and I would say you know even though you only have two in the NFC, I'd put them at obviously one and two in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where I'm at right now so far. Like I, I want the Bills so bad. I want one for Buffalo. I just I don't know about that defense just yet. We won't know again. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not gonna know yet. That's We're why I'm not learning anything this weekend. Yeah, like I, I uh I'm learning stuff about the Browns, but I've seen the Browns. I can definitively be like the Browns defense is good and the offense is good, so they're there. Chiefs, yeah. their defense kind of sucks, but like the offense is so good that they're like they're obviously in the conversation for like a Super right. Bowl contender can play in that game. Yeah, Chargers, I fucking love. Um, so I'm high on them, and that's what I got so far right now. That's that's where I'm at. I don't know. There's that's going to change, but through three, that's how I see it right now. Everybody else is kind of playing for second keep. Those are my. T- I guess that's my top tier teams right now, and then it would filter through from there. But that's what I. Yeah, got. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. It's it's because we're we're great football minds. That's why we don't have a lot of disagreements here. We're we're really on top of our shit. <laughs> it's it's obvious stuff, people. Yeah. it's not that hard when you really when you really just look at it yeah. <laughs> through the eyes of us. All right, um, that'll do it for us this week. Unless you have anything else, I I think that does it for me. Um, I'll tweet out my official card here on Sunday, but you guys all got our leans and bets that we're making, so. We're in a good spot. We're going to roll into this weekend. It's going to be a good weekend. We've got some great college football. Some good NFL games. Not a great board, but a good good board. Um, oh, there's yeah. some stinkers out there, though. And that'll do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Love it. All right. As always, peace. Peace.